this is Dee Wallace from ET and Cujo, and you're listening to Still Toking Wit on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Did you know around 83% of Americans with disabilities are unemployed? We are changing that. The Prospector Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to providing competitive and integrated employment for adults with disabilities through the operation of a first-run movie theater in Ridgefield, Connecticut. We greet, seat, and treat our audiences to the best, most accessible movie-going experience in the world. Hollywood blockbusters, delicious gourmet popcorn, and one-of-a-kind pink glove service. Join us for a movie and see our sparkle in action. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit www.prospectortheater.org. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? <laughs> Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Ephes for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You know what time it is. It's time for Still Token With. We have a kick-ass show scheduled for you tonight. And as always... Oh, uh, by the way, uh, my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. I keep on forgetting to do that. <laughs> uh, Benjamin. Right off the start. Right off the start. Yeah, right yeah. the wall. Uh, How's everybody doing? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Oh, man. Hey, Jeffrey. What's up? What's going on out there? Everybody having fun? The Good day? was that? Hey, he, he, <laughs> he reverted back to the 90s, you know? I was like, wait, What? Oh, well, I, th- I think what? I got that voice from, um, uh, you know, who's that? Who's the uh, that dude at higher education on the stage? There was ah, oh, that guy yeah. was a trip. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That that was like a Budweiser's commercial during the nineties. 
and it's, it, it's for some <laughs> reason it's funny. making a comeback. Those were funny though. Yeah. I'm sorry, the frogs, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah love the frogs. So, so enough about that. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna steal uh, Jeffrey's uh, thunder here and introduce our guest because we have uh, a awesome intro for him. And uh, I, I don't trust uh, Jeffrey's reading abilities. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, 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 well. No, you know, I mean, I'm more of a writer than a reader. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, as far, I mean, well, I read. Yeah. You know, but you know, speaking that can be difficult sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, I love you. I'm just messing with you. Uh, so I know you are, Leo. Uh, tonight's guest. In the last five years, he has presented to over 700,000 people from all work walks of life around the world. He has spoken to corporates from all backgrounds, troops in Iraq, elite athletes across the globe, and through his numerous charities, has given hope and strength to many people facing life-threatening illnesses. Despite spending nearly a quarter of his life in hospital, which is crazy, uh, he has forged a highly successful career in the corporate world, represented Australia in his chosen sport, and featured regularly across all forms of media. He also runs a school, an orphanage in Haiti, and has been presented with the Australia Day Ambassador role for eight consecutive years. The award-winning documentary on his life by ABC's Australian Story has been viewed by over 4 million people. His first tell-all autobiography is now a bestseller across six different countries. And in 2020, he featured on MTV's funny show Ridiculousness in the USA with over 6 million viewers and was one of the Queen's baton bearers for the Commonwealth Games. He has shared the stage with the likes of Sir Richard Branson, the Dalai Lama, and a video of him speaking in L.A. has been viewed by more than 82 million people. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together. Jump up and down for the most awesome Michael Crossland. How's it going, sir? G'day, boys. How you doing, Mike? Awesome. Thanks for the intro, man. The music has got me going. I'm all pumped up and ready to go. And... Uh, I love the fact that Jeff, you can't read. You're just energized to be here, brother. I am. Uh, I'm excited to. Uh, excited to be really, with your voice. I really can read, but I would have screwed that up really bad. <laughs> you know, and Leo knows that. Yeah, yes. yeah. We, that's if, why uh, we have Leo. Yeah, yeah. If my wife was in here, brother, she, uh, she like that. That intro like certainly pumped my tires up. She's like a dart. If she heard that. She'd have just come in and just deflated me in a heartbeat, brought me right back to her. <laughs> and it's funny because it's nighttime over there and it's morning here. I've, I've just got out of bed, did my routine, got my exercise on, got ready for the day, set up the studio, and then and you guys are ready to have a chat and go to bed. So, uh -huh. well, maybe, Jeff, you're probably ready to have a few beers and then go to bed. But, uh, Leo, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you're, uh, you're going to be out cold soon. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to be up for uh, – normally Wednesdays I'm up till about 2 a.m., so – it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Wednesdays is a long night for me. But, you know, what's very cool is you're, you're coming to us from the future, right? Is that yes, how it works? It's, uh, <laughs> it's Thursday morning over here, so uh, I can tell you what the stocks are going to do. No, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about stocks, uh, I tell you. I, I only care about Dogecoin. That's, that, that's uh, you know, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Well, we, we only have Michael for about 45 to 50 minutes, guys. So, okay, we can talk about Dogecoin or Dogcoin or whatever Doge. later. <laughs> but it, but in, the, in that intro that Leo just had, um, you were on Ridiculousness. And I am just one of those people on a Saturday morning. I don't want to get dressed. I flipped on the TV. I saw the intro of you on Ridiculousness. I watched the show. And I instantly had to get up, go downstairs, which I generally don't do on Saturdays, but I did. And I looked you up and I was like, wow, what a story. I got on the horn with Leo and Jeff. And I said, we got to get this guy on the show, man. So, uh, but welcome to the show, Michael. And thank you for coming, you know, getting up early and <laughs> joining us. Mate, it's my pleasure. And thank you so much for uh, the opportunity. I I, uh, I am very much just an ordinary, humble Australian man who's... Uh, who certainly faced my fair share of adversities and now very privileged to to try and inspire people from all walks of life around the world to to realize that regardless of the challenges that we all go through, we all have a story, we all have pain. It's I really think it's about how we deal with that pain that allows us to live a great life. And for me now, even though I'm in lockdown, I was in lockdown last year for seven months and this year we're, we're back in it. We've been locked down for another three months, can't leave the house. 
But, uh, you know, I'm just so grateful that I am in an opportunity or a mindset to be able to just count my blessings and not my problems. Because, uh, you know, if you think your life's shit, then it's shit. If you think your life's great, regardless of if it's shit, it's great because you tell yourself that it's great. Perspective. Well, amen to that. Yeah. It's all about perspective. Wow. You know, so- I, I had an opportunity this afternoon to, uh, I hopped on YouTube and I watched a couple of, uh, you know, they were, they were short video clips of, uh, uh, you know, some of your um, appearances that you've done. Uh, and, and I want to say that, you know, I got inspired. I cried. Uh, it was very emotional. Um, then it kind of gave me a, a new perspective on certain things that I've been dealing with in the last couple of years. You know, so I wanted to thank you for that. You know, my pleasure, mate. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, same here. Uh, I watched your videos as well, but um, what I subscribed—well, I subscribed to your YouTube, but the uh, your Instagram, I, I I fell in love. It, it, it's just the your inspirational quotes. Uh, let me let me find the uh, the one that hit me. Uh, I mean, they're all incredible. Uh, hey, Leo, I can actually see your monitor tonight. You can, yeah. You moved your I, camera. I did. I can see my ugly. I can see my ugly head on your screen, which is weird, Leo. So if you want to just like reangle that, so that'd, be really that'd, be that'd be really cool. That's the worst part about doing presentations around the world from home is that, like, if I'm zooming, like I did a gig last week in China. There was three thousand people on. I presented to myself, looking at myself for ninety minutes. I was like, man, and you get through a hard story, and then you're like, man, my. I've got so many wrinkles and I'm only, geez, my nose got toasted. Yes. Oh, where was I? Like, it's, so, it's crazy how you just get so zoned in. But Leo, sorry, back to you, mate. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm Ex- going to get my story out. I'm going to have to get off here. Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, there, there was one about happiness and it's not coming up right, right away. It must've been further down, but, it, uh, excuses or adjustments is your choice. Uh, you know, a, a lot of us can, you know, if, if things aren't going our ways, we can just, you know, make excuses or, you know, you just, uh, h- how do you take that? Do you just like uh, grab the bull by the horns and just, you know, figure out what to do for today or, or, you know, I think Jeff, I think Jeff said it perfectly before. It's all about perspective, right? You know, we, uh, one of the greatest sayings that I live my life by is I cry when I didn't get a new pair of shoes until I saw a boy that had no feet. You know, we all have pain and the depth right. of our pain, you know, varies from day to day, week to week, situations to situations. But it's really about what our coping mechanisms are that allows us to live a great life. As as mentioned in the intro, I've, I've spent a quarter of my life in hospital. I, I've certainly been to hell and back many times and continue to go to that place. But you know, if you believe that your life is not fair because you're stuck in traffic and you don't have the emotional tools to be able to to uh, to get through that, then then your battles are just as hard as mine. And and I think that you know, as as Jeff said, it's perspective is the key to happiness. When when you can step out of your own shoes and look at life through somebody else's eyes, and you know, I'm sure that's what we're gonna you know get through today is is giving people the gift and the ability to to reflect on their own journey and their own challenges and 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 realize how lucky they are to have what they have. Absolutely. The um, the the little story that you told about uh, the little boy who just wanted to play ball with his dad, you know, uh, that really hit home for me. Mm. You know, I uh, yeah, that's a tough one, and and you know, I, I reflect on it because you know, my dad, um, my dad taught me beautifully how not to be a dad. You know, he he taught me how not to be a husband, taught me how not to be a man, and I think so often in life we. Um, we strive to admire traits in others that we can implement in our lives, yet we rarely identify traits in others that we do not want to implement. You know, and I, I love the story about the twin boys and, you know, they're, they're 20 years old and one's an athlete and one's an alcoholic and their dad's an abusive alcoholic and they interview the, the alcoholic twin and say, hey, why do you drink so much? And he says, oh, the reason why I drink so much and I'm an alcoholic is because I watched my dad growing up. And then they spoke to the athlete who's never drunk and said, hey, you don't drink, you're an athlete, why, why is that and he says oh i don't drink and i'm an athlete because i watched my dad growing up you know it's just we, we all walk down the same path we all gonna end up in the same place it's just about what we choose to implement and the way we look at our challenges every single day and, and you know that story about the little boy you know just in a very quick nutshell for those that are listening that don't know the story or haven't heard the youtube video but basically it's a boy that wanted to play catch with his dad and his dad said no i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy and eventually the little boy said hey, daddy, how much money do you earn an hour? And the daddy said, I earn 50 bucks an hour. And 
two months later, the little boy comes back in, knocks on daddy's door and says, hey, daddy, over the last two months, I've been mowing lawns, pruning trees, done every single chore that my, my mom has asked of me and I've been able to raise $25. Daddy, if I give you this $25, is there any chance that I could just have half an hour of your time and could we please go and play catch? And you know, I, I think so often in life, we wait until it's too late before we decide to change. We wait until we're <laughs> diagnosed with, you know, lung cancer before we stop smoking. We wait until we lose someone that we love before we tell them that we love them. You know, I, I challenge everybody listening and, and the boys, I, I challenge all of you tonight. Just text somebody and say, hey, I care about you. I love you. Thank you for being a great friend. And I guarantee you, I know they'll write back. It'll be two words and a question mark. They'll write back, what's wrong? They, they will get that think that you are dying. You've lost your job. You're stoned off your face. You're drunk. Like we don't. We don't tell people what they mean to us until it's too late. And, you know, I, I really that, challenge people. I, I make that sure true. that, yeah. you know, my, my family know how much they mean to me every single day. I never want anybody to doubt the relationship that I have with them because there may be a time where I don't wake up. And, and I want to make sure from now until that day, you know, as that old saying is, on your birthstone or your, or your death stone at your cemetery, it's the day you were born and the day you die. It's all about the dash in the middle, what we do in that dash that ultimately determines the quality of life that we get to live. Wow, that's so, so friggin' powerful. Leo. Yeah. Where can our viewers and listeners find out more about our amazing guest? Uh, well, the cool thing is, you know, you don't need to remember anything we say tonight. Just, you know, take it all in, and uh, but check the show notes up above or down below. Depending on where you're watching or listening to us, uh, you'll find the links for us, but more importantly, all the links for Michael. Uh, and I urge you, you know, go follow him on Facebook, go follow him on Instagram. Uh, he has some books available. Uh, you know, if you go to his website, you can check out all his information there. Uh, and you have uh, a, a coaching course as well. Is that um, you, you do that for corporations or, or, or what is that? What is that? The yeah, as, you know, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm an ordinary bloke. You know, I'm not a sales guy. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you to sign up to this and download that and make money in this and that. Like that, that's not me. You know, I, I wrote this book and I wrote it because I want to take care of my mom and my wife when I die. Because when I wrote it, I was diagnosed with four more tumors a couple of years ago and they said I wouldn't make Christmas. Um, but I managed to get through that surgery and I, uh, I decided to donate every cent of profit from my books to charity. So all my audio books, all my books online, I, I, I don't take any profit from any of it. I donate it back. I've, as I said, uh, as you said in the intro, I've, I've got an orphanage and a school in Haiti. We were told that we'd never be able to start a family um, because of my ongoing health challenges. For those that, that don't know the story, a quick recap, I was, I was diagnosed at the age of 11 months with an incurable cancer of the central nervous system called neuroblastoma stage four. Uh, they told me that, you know, I, I wouldn't make it to my first birthday. Um, but they uh, they didn't realize that I had a mum that never wanted to quit on me. And she asked one simple question. I don't want to know what the chances are of my son dying. I just want to know what the chances are of my son surviving. Uh, the doctor said I had a 96% death rate, go home. And she decided to look at my life being 4% full. I started chemo on my first birthday. Chemo cycle was nine days on, three days off, nine days on, three days off for nearly two and a half years until eventually they said the chemo was no longer working. The tumor had built a resistance. It took over half my body. It was the size of an NFL football. Um, it had grown up into my aorta. It was crushing my spine. It was in my heart. Uh, they went into surgery. Six hours later, they came out and said we couldn't get it all. There's nothing we can do. My family were flown down to the hospital to say goodbye. But the next day, there was an American doctor. He was trialing an experimental drug. He was going to trial it on 25 patients around the world. They had 24 candidates. Uh, everybody on this drug needed to be terminally ill. And they asked whether we wanted to be number 25. And, you know, I really believe that outside of love, hope is the most powerful word in the English dictionary. If, if you can instill hope into somebody's life, um, it's remarkable what they can overcome. Uh, long story short, we said yes, we signed up to that drug. Uh, within 24 hours, we were all transferred from the oncology ward to the burns unit. The after effects of this drug were so bad that we were completely covered from head to toe in blisters. We were burning from the outside in, so they would wrap us up in bandages and they would lie us in baths full of ice trying to prevent our brains from frying. But unfortunately, within 90 days, 24 out of the 25 of us that were on that drug had passed away. Um, they, they died, they perished from that drug. And I say to people all around the world that I'm one of the lucky ones, but I never ever say I'm one of the lucky ones because I'm still alive. I say I'm one of the lucky ones because it wasn't my mum. My my mum had to go to death counselling once a week for two hours to deal with what was going to happen to a little boy. You know, she um 
she had to make a choice to inject a drug into a child that's killed every single person ever taken. And we, we struggle to get out of bed some mornings because we're tired, because we're lazy, because we couldn't be bothered, because sometimes we perceive that life is not fair. You know, she burnt me for 18 months, hoping that one day I was allowed to go home. When I was finally allowed to go home, they said I'd never go to school, I'd never play sport, I'd be a housebound baby, and if I reached my teenage years, it'd be a miracle. But we believed in miracles. You know, I graduated high school, I got a full ride scholarship to live in America and play baseball down in Texas. I got told I'd never, you know, I'd be a housebound baby. In 2019, I was on 186 flights. I spoke in 22 countries around the world. I was away for eight months. You know, they, they said I'd never be able to start a family, but in 2011, I started my own family with 44 beautiful kids in Haiti, um, being able to start a, an, an orphanage down there. And now I've got 270 kids in my school. And then in 2017, we were blessed with one of the greatest miracles of all. And that was after being told we'd never be able to have a family, we, um, we announced to the world that we were having a little baby. And unfortunately, our baby uh, taught us some very valuable lessons very quickly. Uh, our little boy was born 10 weeks premature with a horrible illness called sepsis. Uh, we were told that we would only have maybe four or five days with him. And uh, we, we prepared his funeral and we were um, we were ready to say goodbye. Um, but he was not ready to say goodbye. And, uh, you know, I, I learned such a powerful lesson in that period of darkness. And that was that it is so much easier lying in the bed than standing next to it. It was the first time in my life that I'd walked just a little part of that road that my mom has walked. And right. it gave me such a greater renewed amount of love and admiration and respect for my family for what the pain they went through as opposed to what I went through but now you know he's a he managed to fight he managed to grip hold of every little thing he could and now he's a healthy three and a half year old little boy and he uh, he shits more than we can imagine he uh, he eats more than we can imagine <laughs> he, he did that on purpose folks he broke the tension I know he did he, he oh my god the, oh, yeah. he could see the three of us three of us were starting to well up and I'm sure a lot of our viewers are too um, that was a good play, Mike. Good play. Yeah, we. But well, I got to tell you, boys, we, um, you know, we we love him. That's we love amazing. him more than we could ever imagine. And it's like another little human running around on this planet with my heart in his body. And I am eternally grateful for this incredible gift and this amazing blessing. And then uh, in January this year, we uh, we were blessed with another little miracle, and now we've got a beautiful little girl. And uh, gee, she's um, she's she's gonna be a royal pain in the ass when she gets older. I can feel it already. You know, I love it a bits, but my God, I'm gonna start planting cactuses outside the window because she looks a little bit like my wife. And and uh, there's an Australian saying it's called punching above your weight, meaning that you're an ugly bloke, but you've got a really good looking wife. And that's the category that I fall into. So I don't want, I don't want no boys coming around hanging out with my daughter when she gets a little older. So cactuses. Bars on the window, snoring outside. I think I might get her to join a nunnery or something. She ain't, she ain't going next to rough heads like uh, like Jeff and and Ben. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, the positive thing about that is that she has an older brother. Yes, yeah, she does. She does, yes. and that's a blessing. Uh, wow. So you hear all that, people? There's no more no more pity parts for me out there. No, nope. they don't Absolutely exist. Not. Absolutely not. And I, I knew a little bit about that story because I, I did my research yeah. before I reached out um, back in March when we first made connection back in March about the show. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I am really speechless. And that's hard to do. Ask Jeff. Ask Leo. Ask my wife. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, right? hard, it's hard to get me to... Uh, and you did, yeah. I mean, the story is just, yeah. It's, I don't, I don't have any words for it. Leo, you were gonna say something. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I was, I was just gonna make a stupid joke about uh, trying to keep people away from your daughter. If you're in Australia, you have deadly animals there. Just fill your yard with the, you know, like the spiders and snakes that. <laughs> Mate, we don't have to. We don't have to fill our backyards, mate. They're already filled. Like we, we, we don't need it. We don't, it's funny because I've got a big scar on my stomach from where I got the cancer cut out, and uh, so when I, I lived in America, I lived in Texas. I played baseball down there, and um, but like some some Texans, I'm not saying all Texans. I'm not throwing everybody in the same category, but some Texans that I met when I was there were not the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. Like I, That's all across this country, dude. It's not just Texas. But, well, it was funny because they, I, I had this impression that they thought that Texas was like its own country. And I remember getting that. I, 
I remember getting a burger and I went out and said, can I get a steak sandwich and some water, please? And he's like, whoa, 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 slow down. He said, where are y'all from? And I was confused because I was there by myself. I had no idea who y'all was because it's just me. I said, oh, mate, I'm from Australia. And he goes, Australia, huh? What state is Australia in? And I was like, oh, my God, it's a bloody giant country on the other side of the world that's bigger than Texas, okay? It's, in fact, the same size as America. It just doesn't have as many people and doesn't fly as many flags as you guys do. But when I was was there... I've got a big scar on my stomach from where the cancer got cut out. I used to tell the girls, I used to tell the girls that it was from a mistimed jump off a paddle boat that had me land on a crocodile's tail out in the water. A they dead set would believe me. So I went from this skinny little freckly faced baseball kid in Australia to this crocodile wrestling beast in America. Like it was amazing over there. You could tell them anything and they would believe you. It was awesome. <laughs> but uh, as you know, that, that's, uh, I was only there for six months before I well, suffered my second major heart attack and oh, my ooh. career was over. I never played baseball again. I came back to Australia. I got into the corporate world. I, I worked my way up into a senior executive role in banking, had 600 staff. And then in 2010, I got sick again, bacterial meningitis, got fluid on the brain, had Bell's palsy, had to learn to walk again and talk again. And and uh, as you boys know, that was that was the time in my life where I decided to walk away from chasing money and chasing materialistic wealth, and uh, replace it with the the desire and the passion to uh, chase happiness and service. And that's when I got into the speaking world, opened up the school, the orphanage, and uh, really had a passion and a burning desire in my heart to. Uh, to not only leave a legacy, but live into my legacy whilst I was here trying to make the world just a, a little bit better place. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Can you uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, one of the things that I watched, you were talking about um, what is success. What is your view of what success is? Yeah, I, I, I really had to nail that down because over that transition period, I, I went from living in a multi-million dollar house to hundred thousand dollar sports cars and Rolexes and Armani suits and there's nothing wrong with any of that you know we we live in an incredible home now we just moved in eight weeks ago into our dream home but back then I was driven by that because I wanted to prove to other people that I was worthy of it because I lacked self-worth and and I I did it to make myself look bigger and better than what I really was now no one I, I you know as Leo said he follows me on Instagram you might see a little back shot of our kitchen in one of our photos or you know us playing on the day swing out the front but but I'm never going to do a flyover and show people our house I'm not going to show you the cars that we own like that I, when I drive down to the restaurants back in the day when I was allowed to go to restaurants, we'd park two streets back because I didn't. I don't want people to see what car I'm driving. Whereas back in the day, I'd do 10 laps in the main street trying to find a park out the cafe's door so that everybody could see what car I was driving. I was driven by ego and arrogance. I was driven by the three Ps that destroy people, power, privileges, and possessions. And then when you get it stripped away, you know, when, when you're healthy, you have hundreds of dreams and goals in your life. But when you're sick, you have one dream, and that's just simply to get healthy. And sometimes we need to get to that point where everything gets stripped away and we're just taken away from everything that we perceive is important to finally get clarity and understanding what's truly important. And those were the two things. I need to understand what success was. I need to understand what giving was. Now I understand giving is the saying should be for giving is we must give without remembering and receive without forgetting. That is the whole notion of service. And then the second one for success, I thought it was about the materialistic possessions that I could gain. But now I understand success is about getting out of bed every single day and knowing in my heart that I can make a difference in somebody else's life. That's it. That is my notion of success. It's not about how big my house is, how big my car is. It's about how big my heart is. It's about getting out of bed and knowing that I can impact somebody else's life every day, whether it's sending a nice text message, whether it's pushing someone's shopping cart back, whether it's paying for somebody's coffee, doing something for somebody else, not forgetting a pat on the back, just because we want to do something for somebody else. It could be as simple as being there when somebody needs to talk. Amen to that, especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah, right. Amen. <laughs> Leo. Yes, sir. We, we only have this gentleman for 45 to 50 minutes yep. tonight. So um, I know we have to do commercial break. So let's just run Prospector, please. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so you know what time it is. It's, uh, you know, we have an awesome sponsor, uh, sponsor. Uh, the Prospect Theater, and I, uh, I'm going to play that link in a second. But, you know, 
a lot of good movies coming out and uh you know what uh where's the damn button where's the damn button ben i don't know it's next to the bananas well here it is Did you know around 83% of Americans with disabilities are unemployed? We are changing that. The Prospector Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to providing competitive and integrated employment for adults with disabilities through the operation of a first-run movie theater in Ridgefield, Connecticut. We greet, seat, and treat our audiences to the best, most accessible movie-going experience in the world. Hollywood blockbusters, delicious gourmet popcorn, and one-of-a-kind pink club service. Join us for a movie and see our sparkle in action. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit www.prospectortheater.org. If you're looking for something to watch, uh, Free Guys Out, Candyman just came out. And uh, Shang-Chi is uh, this weekend. Shang-Chi. Legend of the Ten Wings. Is that is it Chung-Chi or is it no. Chung-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang. It's, Shung, Shung, not it's, Shung. it's the next Marvel movie. See what I have to put up with? Man, it sounds like something that you eat like at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I, uh, I'll take a serving of uh, fried rice and some Shang-Chi on the side, please. <laughs> or, or the next day. That fried rice really gave me the shang Oh, jeez. <laughs> I woke up this morning and my rice turned into Shang-Chi. It was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to remember that one. Oh, jeez. That was good. That was good. Wow. So, Leo touched at the beginning of the show um, about you being a, an award-winning author. And you have multiple books in multiple audiobooks out uh, is there anyone in particular that strikes you as something that somebody should read first yeah this is the one that i'm most proud of this is the this is the full the full story the full gamut and uh, it gives everybody the the full lowdown of of my life from front to back and all the nasty stuff that we've done and experienced and the pain and the highs and the lows and the good stuff and the bad stuff and everything in between, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of what's been created there. And, and obviously the impact that that's had on others because, uh, you know, we've been able to, um, been able to make such an impact with the, with the sponsors, with all the money going to charity, as opposed to lacing our back pockets with money. And I think that for me is so important because I think so many people nowadays, they write a book because they want to get rich. You know, they write a book because they want to make more money. Whereas I wrote a book because I wanted to leave a legacy and I wrote a book because I wanted to leave an impact. So that's really cool. Like I'm really proud of that. But a few of the audio books now have gone nuts. They've gone really crazy because it's all around the power of the mind. Um, you know, three steps to personal transformation. All those things are, I think, really important about getting a, a, a daily routine, structured daily routine and understanding, you know, we, we have 80,000 thoughts a day and 70% of them are negative in a normal human being. So we have 56,000 negative thoughts a day. What's incredible though, is we actually have the ability not only to reduce the amount of thoughts we have each day, but we also have the ability to reduce the percentage of negativity that we have each day. And then we wonder why people that have been to hell and back, that have gone through so much pain and adversity, seem to shine brightly with optimism and resilience because many of those understand the power and the importance of mindset and the tools that can actually assist us. You know. I've been lucky enough to work with you know, some of the highest paid athletes on the planet, being lucky enough to work with, you know, don't throw anything at me, I'm glad I'm on this side, but I've done you know, some work with the Blue Jays, the Mets, the Padres, I've worked with Mike Trout. You know, I've, I've been very lucky to work with some really amazing people and athletes and teams. And I've worked with the top 100 CEOs and they understand the importance and the power of the mind. You know? And we don't need to be a rocket scientist to implement the strategies that can actually assist us greatly in being more optimistic and more resilient. There's, you know, there's, a, there's a great segment um, around the chemi- chemical hacking like we have the ability to uh, to self-identify how we're feeling about a particular situation and then go out and implement some strategies to induce the chemicals that our body is lacking to make us feel better about the situation. I think, I think you know, that, that old cliche saying, our body has limitations, but our mind does not. And when we master that, it is, it's amazing the quality of life that we get to live. You know, we got one shot guarantee everybody watching this is going to die you know no mm-hmm. question right. but but it's about what we do whilst we're here and uh you know I, I want to make sure i do as much as i can to impact as many people as i can and be you know i i, I want to be a great dad you know I, I want to be a great husband i want to be a great man and um you know i, I want to inspire people to to lead a better life 
Well, I know you inspired these three right here. I was just uh, going to yeah. say, I was, I literally was just going to say that. Not just these three, but I'm sure that he's inspired well more than that tonight just through the video broadcast. And then people that are going to listen to this later on, you know, on, on all the podcast platforms. But, you know, we, we urge you to definitely follow Michael, check out his social media. You know, you're going to find a story or, or, or a speaking that he's done that's definitely going to touch you definitely going to touch you yeah you or know, everybody was, likes to be, everybody likes to be touched you know i'm just saying mine mine was ridiculousness sorry yeah. <laughs> i'm just throwing that up or just you know uh subscribe to his instagram and get his uh you know his, his really regular close. feeds of positivity you know it's we can all use a little bit more positivity in our lives uh for for someone that may need help in changing their life to look more positive um where where is some place or, or what's what's something that they can do to start the ball rolling uh, i i think that it's really important that you get great clarity and understanding what you want in your life you know you 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 really have there's only two types of people in the world there are those who use the pain of their past to justify their failures and there are those that use the exact same pain and suffering as the motivation to succeed and I think it's just your choice, what what type of life you want to live. You know, I, I have three older sisters, all married, all divorced, all unemployed, all drink, all smoke, all covered in tattoos, all live on welfare, and they think their life is not fair. And they hate the fact that their brother has done something with his life. They've used the pain of watching me go through what I went through as the justification behind why they've made really bad choices. Mm. Whereas I'm like, you know what? I, I want to make sure that if I die tomorrow, I've been given so many end dates that, that I want to make sure that I fill up every second that I have been blessed with on this earth to enjoy every single moment. You know, I have great faith and that faith has given me great courage and great strength to be able to get through those challenging and dark times in my life. But I, I really think first it's about making a choice, making a choice that, you know what, hey, I don't want to live this type of life anymore. And the second step is for me is, you know, understanding that you have such power and strength in that mind. And when you begin to understand it, uh, you know, even meditation, you know, I, I thought that meditation was for, for, for hippies, for people that drove big vans and wore cotton that had giant beards that never worked a day in their life. And, you know, now I understand meditation is one thing that pro athletes and top CEOs around the world have in common. I understand mm -hmm. that by slowing down and silencing the, the voices in your head, we can, uh, we can really get through some things. And perspective, you know, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to share a quick funny story. And, um, you know, I hope that it translates from English into American because I know that you guys speak a little funny over there. But, uh, and I know, I know America speaks English just before you think I'm completely an idiot. I understand that. I just thought I'd throw it in there. That's a bit of Australian humor because uh, sometimes when, uh, when Ben, you talk, I really need to listen. I need to focus because you speak with a, a pretty solid husky accent. And um, Leo, you just you just sound like you like just a computer, just just, <laughs> just, like just just on the butt. And Jeff, Jeff, you just seem like you you know want to go to the bar and, and have a whiskey and and shoot some pools. So uh, fun guys, you know, fun boys. But the story. Uh, the story goes is I was in hospital and um, there was a little boy next to me and he, he had a big smile on his face. You know how the curtains, I've been to many hospitals in America too. Curtains aren't long enough between you and the bed next to you, right? No, right. So I'm lying there and I can see this little boy and, and I'm like, man, he, he looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. My problem must be a lot worse than his. And if it's not worse than his, I want whatever drugs they're feeding him because this kid looked like he was having a blast, right? So he's got a big smile on his face and... And then I had a nurse walk in, she pulled the sheet back. She's like, oh my God, that's terrible, what happened? So like all of us, right, I was hanging, I was, I was hanging out of bed trying to find out what was going on. And um, this guy, this little boy, he's like eight years old, he, he's like, man, I, I was riding my motorbike and I was cruising through the bush and as I went around the corner, I fell off and this stick got jammed right up into my leg. Oh. He says, but it's okay, it, it could be worse. And I'm like, mm, it could be worse. And the nurse says, what do you mean it could be worse? You've got a stick in your leg, you're gonna be on crutches, you're gonna to have to have surgery, you can't go swimming. How could it possibly be worse? And I kid you not, this sweet little boy with a massive smile on his face says, nurse, promise you, it could be worse. The stick could have got me in the balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I can right? just imagine the father saying to the son in the car, 
Hey, son, quit your whinging. The, the stick could have got in the balls. And straight away, just shut up. I can't help myself. I think about it all the time now. All the time. If I'm driving to the to the office, if I'm driving to the post office, someone cuts me off, I get the red light, I think to myself straight away, could be worse, could have a stick in my balls. And straight away, I don't care. I've <laughs> 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 off, side swiped, or got a red light. And same deal to your question, Leo. Like, sometimes it's just something so simple as a phrase of, could be worse, could have a stick in my balls, to shift your mindset and your paradigm and your outlook to say, you're right. That'd be really shitty. Life could be a lot worse. So let's make the choice to step forward in life and go and lead a better one. Awesome. Well, so I know awesome. I know I'm gonna hear that phrase every time that we travel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I could just I could just see a window that says that. Right? Or you could do it the other way. You know, it could be Jeff threatening you. Do you want to stick in the balls? <laughs> <laughs> No, see, you've never been on a, a, a car ride with Jeff where because of everything that we do going down to New York and all the events and stuff, he is, I've got, he's going to triple dose his CBD oil just so I can drive with him because he, he comes up on somebody in the fast lane and he's like, it's the fast lane. And I, and next, I'm, I'm really going to look at him and go, could be worse. You can have a stick in the balls. <laughs> I just, it's It'll probably that, help. Might save an accident, Jeff. So that'll be beautiful, right? man. That'll be beautiful. So, I know uh, I know we have to uh, we have to let you go, uh, but we are. I see. I'm still speechless by your story, man. Wow. Um, we're so blessed that you were able to join us this morning from your side and this evening from our side and from wherever when you're listening to this. Apparently, um, Leo. Uh, on that stick in the balls note, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and uh, unless unless you've got more that you'd like to say, Michael? Jeff, uh, I just want to say you know your your patience and persistence was uh, admirable. You know, I get asked to do these things all the time, and you know, I, I challenge I challenge myself on a day to day basis to ensure that my son never sees me on the phone. I never want to see my son watch me on Facebook, on Instagram, posting, sending emails. I want to know. Well, I want my son to know that he's the most important person in the world. Right. And I never want him to feel as though anything else like a phone is more important. You know, we look at our phones more than 600 times a day. How can we be present? How can we be still? How can we serve those that love us the most? Because those that love us the most are those that we hurt the most. And, uh, you know, I try and instill the three P's in my son's, uh, my son, my daughter, and that is patience, persistence, and perspective. And if you weren't so persistent and patient back in March, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You know, I was in the middle of a, of a crazy journey over here with the borders opened up and being able to travel again and travel in the countryside speaking and then june snap lockdown haven't left the house since first week in june and uh you know now i'm getting this opportunity to be with you boys so uh you know jeff appreciate it uh leo and jeff uh, sorry ben i appreciate it but jeff and leo i appreciate um you guys putting this stuff together and and hopefully you know we can we can impact and inspire some people i i got a letter a long time ago and be kind of a nice way to finish up um i got a letter i was i asked i was asked to do a gig in colorado back over where you guys are in the states and um i don't know why i i was really busy but i i just said you know suck it up let's go because it's a long way 14 15 hours to get to la and then longer to get to colorado and back and i remember doing a talk and then i got back and about 30 days 40 days later i got a letter in the mail and like you never get letters in mail anymore but managed to get some letters and one of them said it, it, it said um i used the rope to play tug of war and i was really fascinated by that caption at the beginning and i started reading and it was about this young girl that was in in, in the audience uh you know quite a large large lady and um she She'd gone to hell and back, you know, her, her stepfather had raped her and she had told her mother and her mother thought as though she was lying uh, so that they would separate. And um, so the mother kicked her out of the house. And uh, so the morning of the conference, she decided to go to the hardware store down the road from the hotel and buy a whole heap of rope. And she went back into the room and unfortunately she was doing what um, you can imagine she was doing. She was tying it up. 
and uh, making a noose. And then a lady knocked on the door and said, hey, we've got that guy from Australia speaking this morning. You've got to come down. He's like, she's like, no, nah, I'm too tired. I don't want to go. And the lady was persistent. And she said, you know, you, you need to come down. He, he didn't fly all the way over here because you're tired. So get your butt down there. And she heard the story. And then she's a really heavy lady. So she decided to go back to the room, untie the rope, take it downstairs and start a game of tug of war. And everyone wanted her in their team because she was the anchor. She was the heavyweight that was at the end of the rope holding to help her team win. And I think that there's so much in that story, but the underlying message to me is, you know, we, we all have a beautiful gift. God has given us an amazing talent, whether it is a great listener, whether it's a great speaker, whether it's a great author, whether it's a, you know, an anchor in a game of tug of war. We all have a gift. We all have an incredible ability. And the more that we can just acutely be aware and focus on the great things that we do hold and allow us to really nurture those gifts as opposed to focusing on all, all the things that are our flaws, I think that's when we can really become an even better version of ourselves. So, you know, I, I, I challenge every one of you, delve deep, you know, dive into that world of self-assessment and identify what is it that tickles your buttons what is it that, that that serves you and drives you and gives you excitement about life and then invest energy time love and nurture that gift so that you can go and share it with others so you can impact others because as i said earlier when you can impact others that is the definition of being successful when you can make an impact in other people's lives so you know i challenge every one of you to do do something that your future self will be proud of and the last saying that I really love is that through great darkness, that is our discovery moment. We do not discover how unfair our life is, but rather we discover how powerful we have been created. Sometimes we need to go to hell and back to discover how powerful we are. And if you're in that hell hole, you're in that dark spot, dig deep, look around, realize how powerful you are and get out of the shade and back into the sunshine. Thanks, boys. Appreciate wow. you having me on the show. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, totally awesome. Totally, totally awesome. awesome. I'll I'll take us out. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. And I have a new phrase: tickle my buttons. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than sticking the balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely, I urge you to check out Michael's stuff. Uh, I got information and show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, truly, truly inspirational. You know, if you're looking for you know uh, that that positivity or you know. Uh, just a little light in your life, you know, definitely check them out. Uh, like I said, all the information is in the show notes, uh, along with our sponsors and everything like that. Uh, and for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. I run the Dorkening Podcast Network and, uh, you know, uh, about 40 shows on the network. A lot of awesome stuff. Uh, a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, uh, Jeffrey. Leo he, Leo, he has you choked up. He does. He does. He does. Very, very, yeah, very potent. Uh, I was going to go back to Michael, but I think he stepped away from his camera. I'm here. Oh, there you are. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> there he is. Uh, uh, Michael, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Uh, well, I, I have a very large following on Facebook until about six days ago when I got hacked through my wife's account. And uh, so now I've lost I've lost all of those followers. Uh, but again, could be worse. Could have stick in my balls, so I don't really care. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all about Instagram right now. So if, you, uh, if you're on socials, jump on Instagram and uh, love to love to have a chat. But um, as I said, boys, appreciate you having me on. I'm going to fly. I've got a little boy. Okay, we'll let you go. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be well. Uh, Jeffrey? I learned something yes, uh, last week. Uh, you can actually Google me. I do exist. You Leo, do. prove that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. That was awesome. <laughs> So it made me feel a lot better. So go ahead, Google me. Awesome. There we go. You know, appreciate that. But go to stilltalking.com. That's where you'll find all our crap, all our stuff, everything that we're doing. Um, and maybe in the future, there'll be a stick in the balls. We'll find out. Okay. Or tickle your buttons. Or tickle your buttons. Yeah. Tickle your buttons. Uh, you know how tickle we have uh, Tickle Me Elmo? <laughs> we need uh, uh, Tickle Your Buttons, Jeffrey. Tickle your butt. Well, actually, yeah, can, can, I saw a T-shirt. It was a, it was an Elmo doll with a big giant mustache, and it said, "I'll tickle you." <laughs> uh, I I bet Bill could uh, could uh, make a uh, tickle your buttons, Jeffrey. He could definitely make a tickle your buttons, Jeffrey, or a stick in the balls, Jeffrey. Yeah, you'd be more like Jose well, Jalapeno on a stick. <laughs> on a no, stick. no, 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 no. That's a stick in the butt. <laughs>
Oh, the balls, whatever. Oh, no. Big it could be worse. Hey, it could, could, be worse. could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a, uh, what a great show. Yeah. Um, truly inspirational. We urge you to check out Michael uh, on all the social media. You know, usually the guest is still here, but like he said, family's the most important thing. Um, and his son was waiting. For so that's how it, how it goes. Uh, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can come up here and do what we do every day. We'll see you next week. Oh, actually, no, we won't. We will not see you next week. No, I'm on vacation. Leo is on vacation next week, um, so we'll have a rebroadcast running. I'm not sure what the mastermind will put up there, but he will have something. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks with kick-ass grow show called Michiganja Misfits. So you're not going to want to miss that. Awesome. We also got Ant Williams coming on this month and Joel Soison. I think I pronounced that right. But, you know, these are shows, just like tonight, that you're not going to want to miss. So yep. oh. Keep up. And if you're in the Virginia area next weekend, look us up at Tidewater Horror Convention. We will be there oh, all weekend. shit. We forgot all about that. Leo, yes. before, we take, before we leave, uh, do we have the King Sumo League? Do we have the contest? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> didn't, didn't I say that? Oh, that's that right. We're giving away tickets to the uh, Tidewater. Yeah, uh, I am... Okay. Uh, you have it available. If not, they can yeah. go to our page because I posted it. Yeah, uh, it is. It's on. on the page. It's so. on the page. Also, I'm going to put it in the comments. Uh, ticket contest for everybody watching right now going in the comments. And there we so, go. Yes, that'll run for the next, I believe, five days or four days or something like that. And uh, we're going to pick three winners and give them uh, a pair of weekend passes. So you're giving two. away six tickets to three people, two tickets per person. That's what I said. That's right. I'm just I'm just I'm just clarifying. Clarifying, for me? yes. Yeah. Okay. Just just okay. making sure. Yes. Three yes. winners, two tickets apiece equals twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the math for you. <laughs> he, must, he must be in the future as well. Yeah. So so we'll, we're out of here. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, Peace. Now I need to find the button again. Uh, <laughs> catch you guys later. Got one. Bye.